Hey moms, welcome to the Gather Moms podcast. My name is Kate. And I'm Rebecca. We've created this space just for you because we're both moms and we get you. Yes, we believe there truly ain't no hood like the motherhood and we need to be in this together. We also believe we can't mom well without Jesus. So you're going to hear us talk about him too. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Gather Moms and make sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. All right, mamas, let's jump in. Hey moms, welcome to this bonus episode of the Gather Moms podcast. As many of you know, we hold a special event for moms once a year, and this last year it was called the Mom Event. And today I am sharing with you the talk that God laid on my heart to share with the mamas at the event. I hope it blesses you. When we started praying like six months ago, hey God, do you have a word? Do you have a theme? Do you have like a purpose that you want for our moms when we gather this year? He made it so clear when he gave us the word rise. And you heard us talk about it last night. And today when you came in, you got a key that says rise. And if you didn't get that key, we have volunteers in the back that are coming down the aisles. Um, They will come down the aisles in a minute. So if you want to put your hand up, if you didn't get a key, they will bring you one. Are we coming down the aisles? You might have to, um, let's see if they're moving. It's hard to see from up here. If you need a key at the end of the night, they're in the baskets at the back of the room in case that you don't get one. But right now, if you have that key, will you pull it out? And we gave you a keychain to keep with you. Do you love the bracelet keychain? Because we are always digging in our bags for our keys and we wanted you to have a cute way to find them. And we want you to put that key on that keychain. So that as you go about your day as a mom, as you're out running errands, as you're taking your kids to soccer practice, that you have with you always the key to rising. And the key, you know, when you hear that phrase like the key to health, the key to success, the key to happiness, that is defined. The key to something is the most important determining factor needed to achieve or accomplish something. And we want you guys to have with you as you go the key to rising, the most important determining factor needed to rise. We want you to have it with you at all times because you can. And y'all, the key to rising, the most important determining factor is everything that we talked about last night. And it's so simple, we make it so complicated, but it's so simple. The key to rising is Jesus and community. And I want us to see that from a story in John chapter 11. So when we go to John chapter 11, we learn about a man named Lazarus. And when we pick up in the story, Lazarus has died. And Lazarus is part of a family that Jesus loves very much. He has two sisters, Mary and Martha, and and he is the brother Lazarus. So there's three of them. And they live in Bethany outside of Jerusalem. And when Jesus gets the news, he actually gets news that Lazarus is sick and he doesn't come right away. He's about 15 to 20 miles away. And then two days later, he comes to them. And they live in Bethany near Jerusalem. So he finally gets there. And when he gets there, Lazarus has been dead for four days. And when he walks up, remember, this is a family he loves dearly. He walks up and he sees Martha, who is mourning and heartbroken. And he has the most beautiful conversation with her. And then he sees Mary, 
And as he meets with her, all of the mourners who have gathered over the last four days, because that was Jewish custom, that they would all come and be with the family who was mourning. They had all gathered and they were there. And he talks with her and he comforts her. And then he does something really strange. And he says, come with me. And he asks them to go over to the tomb where Lazarus is buried. And he says to Martha, hey, have them roll back the stone that's covering this tomb. And Martha, I love her so much. If you know her story, if you've ever heard her story um, from earlier on in the Gospels, she's the one who's cooking and doing all the work when Mary is sitting at Jesus' feet, right? She's a pragmatist, y'all. She's very practical. I get her. Like, she's my people. I understand. Okay, we got things to do. Y'all don't have time to be sitting at the feet of Jesus. Let's go. We got dinner to make, okay? So Martha is the eternal pragmatist. So Jesus says to roll the stone away, and no joke, y'all, this is what it says in scripture. She looks at Jesus and she's like, hey, it's gonna stink. <laughs> she says, he's been, he's been dead four days. Like, listen, in a very practical sense, it's gonna stink. And Jesus says, it's okay, just have the stone rolled away. So she obeys and she asks them to roll the stone away. And then Jesus stands outside of this tomb where this man has been buried for four days and he prays out loud so that everyone can hear and so that everyone knows that he is asking God to do this thing. And he praises God and he recognizes his, his goodness in this moment, his power in this moment. And then Jesus, standing outside of this tomb, yells, the Bible says he shouts, Lazarus, come out. And this man who has been dead for four days, as the people watch, all of a sudden, this being starts coming to the edge of this tomb. And they look, and there is Lazarus wrapped in his grave clothes. These linens are wrapped around his body. He has one going over his body this way, and he has one going around his face. And he walks, shuffles to the edge of the tomb. And they're all amazed. And then Jesus said to them, hey, you guys that are here, go help him take those grave clothes off of him. Now, there's a few things I want you to see in this story that I think changes everything for us when we think about rising. Here's what I want you to see first. I think when we read the story and we hear that Jesus hears that Lazarus is ill and we know that he loves Lazarus and his sisters and he doesn't go to them right away, we go, why would Jesus do that? He healed so many people, why wouldn't he go right then? But you know, the scriptures actually say that he heard the news and it says he loved them so much and then it gives us the word so. It said so, he stayed where he was two more days. He didn't wait to go to them out of unlove. He waited to go out of love for them. And so I want you to see, if you are here today and you are asking Jesus to help you rise, if you're asking him to help someone else get up and you feel like you're waiting, your waiting season is not a wasted season. He wants to come as quick as he can, but he loves you so much that he is not gonna come any sooner than what is absolutely best for you and for his glory. Your waiting is not wasted. 
keep crying out like Rebecca Lyons said last night. Just keep yelling, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Mama, he is coming, but he's gonna do it in his time. Let me tell you, that timing, we start to see it. Because by the time he gets there, let me tell you what I learned about this. Because Lazarus had been, four day, been dead four days, in Jewish tradition, they believed that for the first three days, the soul would come back and forth from heaven back to earth. But by the fourth day, it was a done deal. That person was for sure dead. Okay? So he waited until he knew that they needed to know that this brother was dead, okay? Like really dead, not like a little dead. I don't know how you can be a little dead, but not a little dead, like dead, dead, okay? Like you stink dead, okay? He wanted to wait until that point. Not only that, y'all, he had healed sick people before, but nobody had ever seen this. He had healed that little girl in that room, but only Peter, James, and John got to see that. This he was about to do in front of a bunch of people. And you know why it was a bunch of people? Because they were there to mourn with Mary and Martha. People from all over. There was a huge crowd of people that had come to be with them. So he didn't just perform this miracle. He wanted to show off. God, guys, his timing was perfect. What he was doing was on purpose. Your waiting is not wasted. He is doing what he does. Trust him. Just keep crying out. And then they go to that tomb, and he calls Lazarus to come out. And I want you to imagine, y'all, I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like I understand what Lazarus felt like a little bit when I woke up this morning. Like I was like, am I dead? Am I, am I dead? Where am I? <laughs> For me, waking up is like, coming out of a coma, okay? So I can imagine, y'all, I mean, think about this. This man is laying, these tombs were like carved out of a cave, okay? So this man is maybe laying on like some stone slab. That's how I picture it. Maybe he's on the ground. I didn't read that part in the commentary. But he's laying down and he's all wrapped up and then all of a sudden he hears Jesus hollering at him, right? So he's like, <laughs> can you imagine? Like, think about that. I never really like thought about what that must have been like for him okay so he hears Jesus hollering at him he's like I'm a, everything's okay I'm still here okay so he has to start figuring out he's still bound up and he's like all right I gotta he's calling for me I guess I gotta start trying to get out of here you know so he starts trying to make his way to the entrance I'm putting a little swag on it okay he's like I'm coming for you Jesus I'm coming you know and then you imagine him standing there just in awe of like, what is happening? You know, like, I know something miraculous just happened in my life, right? And then here's what I want you to see. Guys, Lazarus didn't get up out of that grave by being in that dead, dark place by saying, okay, I think I can do this. I think I can raise myself from death to life. I think if I make enough good choices or I drink enough coffee or I do all the right things, I'm gonna be able to raise myself from death to life. No, that's ridiculous. He would never be able to do that. And that's the same thing for you and I. If you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you didn't get to come to know him by doing a bunch of good things. You came to know him by saying, I'm dead and I need life. And the only way to get life is through you. So I'm just saying, I got nothing. I'm laying here in this dark, empty tomb. It's gonna have to be you. 
And he said, got it, I'm giving you life. But I also wonder if you are living in, have lived in, will live in a tomb where you feel dark, you feel trapped, you feel bound up, I want you to know that even in those places, mama, you aren't getting up on your own. No amount of exercise regimen, doing the right diet, being the best mom and doing all the right things, having your quiet time every day, not, none of those things are going to raise you up out of that grave. If you are down, the only way to get up is Jesus. So stop. Stop trying to pull yourself up. Stop trying to do it by your own effort. The only way you're getting out of that pit is Jesus. And then when he pulls you up and you start to get to the edge of that tomb, guess what's still on you? Grave clothes. None of us come up out of the grave without those grave clothes still on us. Those are the things from our old nature our sinful habits, the things that have us bound up, our anxiety, our negative ways of thinking, the, the bad habits that we have where we spend too much money because we think that having these things is gonna make us feel better. Or the, the old relationship we have with maybe a guy that we're texting that we know that we shouldn't, and now we've come to know Jesus or he's pulled us out of that pit and we still, we still got those grave clothes on us. And Jesus does not tell Lazarus to take those off by himself. He says, community, y'all come over here and you help pull these grave clothes off of him. Mama, you cannot get free of all of that stuff by yourself and you were never supposed to. It was always supposed to be this way. Jesus did this in front of all these people so we would see. Y'all, we're all still here walking around with grave clothes on us. We will never be free from all of those this side of heaven. And I need you and you need me to come and say, you know what? Listen, y'all, those grave clothes were probably nasty. Let's be, can we be honest about that? If he had been in the tomb for four days, Can't you imagine that was nasty? And y'all, our grave clothes are gross. They're dark, they smell. It's the ugliest, grossest parts about us. But if we wanna really get free from those things, we have to be willing to say, hey sis, I'm bound up. Can you help get this off of me? And we have to be willing to be women who are in community in such a way that we say, hey, I'm willing to enter into this dark, nasty space with you because I love you. And maybe Jesus did something in me and so I'm ready to help. I'm ready to help be a part of getting you free from these. Here's the last thing I want you to see. And I've read this story, I don't know how many times, and it wasn't until studying it to share this with you today that God showed me this, which I thought was incredible. So when Jesus first hears that Lazarus is ill, and he says, I'm not gonna go. Well, then two days later, he says he does. The disciples are like, nah, brah, you cannot go that way. The people near Jer- Jerusalem hate you. Like, they want to stone you. And I'm not talking about cannabis. I'm talking about taking rocks and throw them at you until you die. Like, you cannot go there. 
anybody near Jerusalem, they hate you, okay? This was toward the end of Jesus' ministry. And he gives some metaphor to them about walking in the light, y'all, I don't know. He, all these parables, you're like, okay, we'll talk about that one when we get to heaven, because you're gonna need to explain a lot of this stuff, okay? So he's talking about walking in the light, and he shows up there, and he heals Lazarus, and it tells us that all these people that were there came to believe in Jesus, but there were a lot of people who left that place and went back to Jerusalem and told the Jewish leadership what had happened. And from the verse where he raises Lazarus, it's only nine verses later that it tells us they began the plot to kill Jesus. And you guys, from when he raised Lazarus, he was dead on the cross less than a week later. Here's what I want you to see about that. Jesus knew he knows all things. He knew that going there and raising Lazarus would mean his own life. He was willing to give his life so that Lazarus could rise. And he was willing to give his life for you and for me so that we could rise. Let's not waste that gift. Let's not look to Amazon or Target or another cup of coffee to get us up out of the bed each morning or to pull us up out of depression or to set us free from a toxic relationship. That's not gonna do it. Jesus was willing to give his life so that you and I could rise. He is saying to you today, Mama, come out. Come out of that dark place. Come out of the cave. Come out of that tomb. Walk with me. I love you. I gave my life for you. Will you bow your heads? God, we thank you so much for what you're doing here in this place, and we thank you for what you did on the cross. God, we know that you gave your life so that we could have life. God, you don't want us to live our lives in the tomb. You want us to live our lives with you every day walking with you. God, would you help us to look to you when we need to rise? God, would you help us to be honest with our community about getting these grave clothes off of us? Would you help us to be real and authentic? We need you and we need each other. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen.